0: on today's show we cover some shocking statistics how to achieve your financial goals in the new year and help get you started welcome in to your retirement with sam Dues.
1: welcome to your retirement and on behalf of dual financial strategies i'm chuck Caton sitting in with sam Duell and luke van Abel of dual financial strategies where as you know they have over 23 years of experience uh, in the uh, realm of uh, helping you retire successfully, whether it's at the Green Bay office or the Appleton office, anywhere in the Fox Valley, uh, why, um, why don't you give them a call? Their number is a toll-free number of 866-203-7486. All right, uh, Sam and uh, Luke, we have Andy on assignment this week. And uh, apparently, uh, not 416 or 418, but 417 Americans aged 18 to 64, were surveyed about their 2024 New Year's resolutions. And the results were shocking, to say the least. So let's talk about it from the financial standpoint. Why were these statistics so shocking uh, with such a wide disparity uh, in terms of the demographic? Sam?
0: Yeah, big demographic but tiny number so i'm not sure how much validity we want to put in this but it's according to this survey it was by uh, statista uh, it was a consumer insights survey the resolution to save money So, according to Statisca, uh, which has a consumer insight survey, the resolution to save money was at the forefront of the minds for those folks that they interviewed. Um, you know, typically it's, oh, yeah, we're going to lose a few pounds around the holidays or boy, I'm going to hit that gym now. Uh, but actually the uh, the um, uh, desire to save money uh, leapfrogged those uh, and became the most commonly cited resolution in that sample group.
1: Well, it's interesting because uh, do you buy this? I mean, uh, normally people don't think about retirement, and I have kids that are in their 40s right now, and the last thing they're thinking about, uh, especially in this economy, is their retirement. They're still in the, their productive years. They're worried about job security and this type of thing. So uh, do you really feel that uh, as you get uh, into that earlier demographic, that people really don't think about retirement, especially when you're maybe 18 to 45 or something like that.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, I did say that the survey was asking about saving money. I uh, not necessarily say saving for retirement, so yeah. no. The people that are 18 to 40 years old, in, by and large, are not traditionally thinking about saving money. Um, <clears throat> it seems to me that, that this becomes – Something that's real forefront in most people's minds and really starts to take on a uh, an elevated sense of urgency, usually around 50 years old, uh, particularly if someone is, you know, quote, unquote, behind, if they just haven't been able to save as much as they would like to have, uh, usually around 50, the alarm bells kind of start going off and they start to realize it's like, wow, you know, in, uh, in an ideal world, uh, literally in tw- 12 years, I could be drawing uh, Social Security. So, um, you know, it's you put as much, uh, you know, Put as much uh, validity into surveys as uh, as one might want, but uh, the, at the bottom line, I guess Chuck is that yes, people should be thinking about saving money. People should particularly be thinking about saving money for retirement uh, and making sure that they're on a uh, you know on a very consistent course in that direction.
1: Yeah, I've I really never thought uh, that people would make a New Year's resolution to uh, save more money for retirement. I think they <laughs> a couple of weeks after Christmas, they're probably wondering if they can pay the Christmas bills of all the money they amassed and spent uh, on the holidays. But uh, I guess it's a surprising statistic that people do, uh, Luke, look at resolutions that uh, include finances, especially today. But uh, I really assume that traditional resolutions uh, regarding physical health uh, really would be at the top of the list. As we said, uh, losing weight, making sure our diet uh, uh, is going to be one that will be conducive to a healthy environment as we head towards springtime. Uh, When it comes to these New Year's resolutions, but I guess, uh, you know, a lot of people are thinking more money and thinking about the future and their fiscal future uh, than ever before.
2: Yeah, they are. And I think it depends on where those surveys are coming from, because we have, you know, the Motley Fool came out with another survey and, you know, the Motley Fool is heavily financial. So, you know, people that are subscribing to that are thinking about financial things. Then um, I think age has a lot to do with it. We, we were talking about the younger demographic, but if the sample size were to skew a little bit higher, then certainly finances would be more likely to be on the mind. But the Motley Fool uh, survey said that two-thirds of Americans plan to make at least one financial resolution to kick off 2024. Um, so certainly there's a lot of different things that are on people's mind. That's just one financial resolution. doesn't mean they necessarily want to save more. It might be that they're um, concerned about some other things and uh, wanting to put some different things in place to combat kind of the season we've gone through with covid and less cash being in the system and maybe they've depleted you know emergency funds and things like that with the holidays so who knows what those resolutions are but it's certainly important especially as we think about a new year the next 12 months um, where do you want to be a year from now five years from now and then we can go after doing and making the next right decision.
1: And I suppose, Sam, that this uh, Motley Fool uh, financial New Year's resolution survey uh, has people scared about a couple of different things. And I can probably guess what they are. The top concerns raised in the survey. I bet one starts with an I and the other one starts with an I.
0: Yeah, for sure. Interest rates and inflation, you know, that's, that's always the two that drive it. And it's always interesting to us because we've done this so long uh, and we've seen so many of these cycles. Uh, there's you know, there's nothing new under the sun here, Chuck, what's happening right now. High interest rates, it's nothing new. It's been a long time. Granted, it's completely out of most people's memory, uh, but high interest rates, uh, they happen. They're cyclical. Um, inflation, again, something that we haven't seen in uh, the type of numbers that we have seen here recently, but it happens. So that is the you know that's the hallmark of someone having a good financial plan and having a good retirement focused advisor because if your advisor is is really really good at their craft and if they're really focused on retirement I I don't I don't even care Chuck about the advisors that are doing you know the whole uh, you know the whole grow it grow it grow it at any expense type of a thing that's I I don't care Uh, what I worry about is people having enough income in retirement and uh, certainly inflation for people in in retirement can have a direct impact on their on their income for sure because it takes more of their income to buy the goods that they want Uh, interest rates not so much Um, interest rates really don't have a lot of effect on retired people Uh, usually positive actually because most people that are close to retirement or retired uh, they're going to keep some money in the bank they're going to keep some money in cds money market accounts things of that nature so they're actually benefiting from higher interest rates right now Um, sure you know the the eighteen to 45 crowd uh, that's borrowing money for cars borrowing money for homes borrowing money for this that and the other thing yes they're affected by high interest rates but most retirees are not but the point i'm trying to make is a good well crafted sound logic and reality based financial plan for you in retirement is not going to come by just throwing a bunch of mutual funds on a statement and you know picking out the best American funds as far as performance over the last 10 years and saying, yeah, that'll get me through retirement because it absolutely will not get you through retirement. Um, It's not designed to get you through retirement and it's not going to. Uh, You have to have an income plan. You have to be cognizant of inflationary events and you have to be cognizant of what money do you have? How much do you have to spend? Where do you want to spend it at? And what is your prime goal?
1: So I guess the statistics, as we wrap it up here, Luke, uh, say a lot of things about people uh, entering 2024, that they are concerned about inflation, uh, they are concerned about saving money, or or as Sam indicated, uh, having an income plan in retirement. And I think that's the educational process that Dual Financial Strategies can give our listeners because it's not about having that uh, that big pile of money and having that, uh, say, million-dollar war chest uh, in your 401k that you want to convert to an IRA, it's all about earning income in retirement.
2: It is. And I think depending on your stage, as we get closer to that retirement number, we go, wait a second. I don't really know how to do this retirement thing. I've never done this before. And maybe that's I want some help. Um, but education is key understanding what you have, what's going on, what tools exist. Um, and then as, as we've been talking about with income, because it's not about growing those funds necessarily anymore. Sure, you want them to appreciate in value, but it becomes more about keeping and preserving, in some senses, what you have and ensuring that it can pay the bills. Once we turn the spigot off at work, um, different other income streams are going to have to start. Determining the timing of that, determining the most efficient manner to do that from a tax perspective, because let's face it, most of that money that you have sitting in retirement accounts is probably going to be taxed. Your Social Security is going to be taxed. If you're fortunate enough to have a pension, that will be taxed. So these are all wonderful things. But if we want it to work together in the most efficient manner possible, um, we're seeing a lot of people with questions, especially going into an election year as they think about the new year.
1: All right, so if you want to know all about your retirement and will you have that nest egg, will you have that guaranteed income in retirement each and every month, uh, why don't you come in and visit with Sam and your Luke at Dual Financial Strategies to get that retirement lifestyle review that they can provide for you at uh, no cost, no obligation. And the easiest way to do that, uh, you can visit them in the Appleton office or the Green Bay office by calling 866-203-7486. That's 866-203. 203-7486 and don't uh, end up procrastinating. Maybe you didn't do all of your New Year's resolutions and follow through on them in 2023, but this is an important one to start 2024. Sam, what's coming up in the next segment?
0: Well, Chuck, we're talking about New Year's resolutions, but 80% of them are abandoned by February. So when we come back, we're going to talk about how to set and meet your financial resolutions in the year ahead.
1: Welcome back to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton with Sam Dual and Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. Uh, and again, it is all about your retirement. They have offices uh, in the Fox Valley, both in Appleton and in Green Bay. And that phone number, again, in case you missed it before the break, is 866-203-7486. Well, uh, folks often kick off the new year with a hopeful idea of what they want to accomplish in the form of resolutions whatever they may be but uh, many of these have to do with finances and i'm really surprised in that first segment uh, both sam and luke about this and while 92 percent of new year's resolutions are really as sam said are not met by the end of the year 80 percent of those are abandoned in a couple of weeks by february believe it or not yeah Uh, Those are the the blue days, right? And you can become the exception to the statistic, though, and not the rule if you're kind of listening to us. So let's find out how you can establish a a financial resolution for 2024 and resolutions, plural, that will build a path to success. And I guess you must learn from history, right, Sam? Learn from last year, the most immediate history, if you don't want to repeat it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the first thing would be learning from last year, of course. So... What about 2023 worked? And maybe even more importantly, what didn't work in 2023? Uh, It's a great place to learn, a great place to start building from because you got to have a basis. Um, Where could your finances benefit from adjustments, tweaks, changes, things of that nature? Um, There's just so many different areas that you could look at here to make sure that uh, things are good and where they should be. But looking in detail at the year previous... If there were any sort of uh, fluctuations or things, uh, that would be a place for you to start.
1: Absolutely true. And I guess, Luke, uh, you also should be not only thinking about the dollars and cents part of it, but you should invest in really furthering your own financial knowledge. And that's where people can be comfortable by sitting down with you, Sam or Andy to discuss those things. Don't be afraid to uh, learn and learn more about your situation with uh, uh, investing in yourself to to rely on yourself to, to educate yourself.
2: Absolutely. Education is key. We're not taught this information as we talk about all the time. So that's what clients do when they come in and sit down. We educate them. That's what you, the radio listeners, do when you reach out and call us. We sit down, we talk about your situation, educate you about what you have, where you are now, and then maybe where we're going in the future if we can help. Another way that we educate Chuck is that um, a bunch of times a year, including this month in January, I teach two day retirement courses. Mm. I do that all over the Fox Valley. Um, I, it's two days because both days um, have a different set of um, topics. Uh, This is more foundational in nature. So if you're sitting back thinking, well, gosh, this is going to be over my head, it will not be. It will be very easy to understand. It's going to be presented in a manner um, that's easy to digest. So the 16th and the 23rd of January, 6 to 8 p.m., We're going to be at Fox Valley Technical College uh, to cover the foundations of retirement, the things that you should be thinking about. Uh, This course is best served towards people that are within, what do you think, Sam, three years of retirement, yeah. maybe in the first five, you know, three years before retirement, and then maybe in the first five years of retirement, um, if you feel like maybe um, everything's not in, in the best shape that it could be, maybe you've got some concerns, but come out. Give us a call. You have to sign up because there's we're limited by the by the space in that class. But if you'd really like to take the next step towards maybe your financial resolution uh, of getting better educated, that is another resource for you he, right here in the Fox Valley.
1: All right, that's good. And uh, again, I assume they can do that by calling 866-203-7486 and asking about that two-day seminar that uh, Luke will put on for you. All right, it's very simple to say this, Sam, but uh, if you want to establish a financial resolution for 2024 if you haven't done enough of this in the past you got to save more for retirement this is a key especially in that area that Luke just talked about 3 to 5 years before retirement
0: and i would say saving consistently that's yeah. that's the one that's the secret to the whole thing it's not even yes, of course, how much you save has some bearing on the you know on the end results of course uh, but saving consistently is the key and this would even be for younger listeners that if you can uh, and even if you feel like you're behind just whatever two hundred and fifty dollars a month, five hundred dollars a month, whatever you can afford whatever you can afford to put away but start putting that away and just forget it forget that you have the money because if you start saying oh well i'll save this week and i won't save next week no you'll never ever do it you'll you'll never save a dime uh that is the uh that is the number one trait that we find with people that have not gotten well prepared for retirement that candidly chuck they aren't going to be able to afford to retire uh because they could not put their long-term goals of saving ahead of their short-term uh, desire for things so get on a good saving habit save consistently absolutely if you're in a company plan where you're working at and that company offers a match uh... if you're not saving at least what the company will match will shame on you because that is absolutely free money uh... so Get into a cycle of that and make sure that you're saving consistently.
1: Absolutely. And Luke, also make a deliberate plan to tackle taxes because you want to maximize uh, your share of the pie and minimize Uncle Sam or Miss or Mr. State's uh, grabbing of uh, some of your assets.
2: Yeah. So as you think back, even on 2023, did you have a plan for taxes in 2023? You know, can you approve upon that plan for 2024? Um, This specifically goes out to people that are like 50 and older. Why? Because your retirement is much like managing your own business, right? You have to manage the inflows, the outflows. You have a lot more control over that than when you were working for the job, working for the business. So do you understand how taxes work? Do you understand what marginal bracket you were in? Do you understand what effectively you paid in taxes last year? Those are some basic things. And if you don't understand that, that's okay. We meet with people every day that don't understand that. I have a lovely graph I can put on a dry erase board for you in the comfort of our office that will shed some light on that situation very quickly. And you'll have a visual that will likely stick in your head for the rest of your life. So taxes are really important we are here to help educate you and get you put on a better path for your future so you can keep more of your money.
1: And Sam, having a plan for the unexpected or the unforeseen and emergencies is a very, very, uh, well, it's essential if you want to. And that means creating an emergency fund for one.
0: Yeah, three to six months of income uh, is adequate for most people. Um, you know, it's uh, you don't have to have $100,000 sitting in the bank, unless, of course, you're you know your uh, expenses are fifteen twenty thousand dollars a month, but for most people, if your you know if your expenses are let's say your expenses are six thousand dollars a month, well, it'd probably be a good idea for you to keep somewhere between eighteen thousand and maybe thirty five to forty thousand dollars in the bank somewhere, or just keep it readily accessible so that you can get to it if you need it. Uh, and another way to think about an emergency fund, Chuck, I always tell people. Look, think about the single largest check that you've ever had to write, the single largest unexpected check that you've ever had to write that wasn't for like a house or a car or something like that. What's the largest unexpected check you've ever had to write Um, that would be just kind of like, oh, yeah, this could happen pretty easily. That's your emergency fund. That's what you're that's what you're trying to get to.
1: Absolutely. And also, Luke, uh, reviewing and considering life insurance is uh, an option as well, uh, just in preparation for the future.
2: Yeah, I mean, the younger we are, we're concerned about our life, protecting, you know, the income that we've got for a spouse, potentially for children with the debts that we have. You know, traditional life insurance is key should something happen to mom or dad or just mom. Um, But as we age, as we get over age 50, as we get closer to 60, there's other um, types of insurance. Don't know if they're appropriate for you or not, but we start to think about well, the debts are being paid off, so maybe the traditional life insurance isn't needed as much anymore, but you might be concerned about something else. You might be concerned about long-term care. You might be concerned about, hey, I'm 65 years old, I'm on Medicare, and Medicare doesn't cover long-term care. What's going to happen to me if I do need a nursing home down the road? And hopefully that's a long time from now. But when you do, and it costs... $12,000 Twelve to $14,000 a month, where's that going to come from? So there's other tools, there's other things that might need to be on your radar now that we're all getting a little bit older and closer to a different season of our life.
1: Absolutely. And as we wrap this segment up, Sam, uh, put it on paper, I guess is the best way to put it. Resi- uh, revise or begin estate planning, but have it on paper so that uh, next of kin and uh, people that you uh, want to uh, leave a legacy to uh, will have that information.
0: Yeah, even just the basic stuff. Do you have a will? Do you have powers of attorney for finance? Do you have powers of attorney for health care? That's the three major ones right there. It's, and we would argue that uh, we believe that in a lot of ways, what we would call the living documents, the power of attorney for finance, in case you can't make your own financial decisions, power of attorney for health care, in case you can't make your own medical decisions. Those are the important ones. I mean, you're, you're alive. You need to have somebody that's doing these things for you. But meet with a good estate planning attorney at least get the basics in place and make sure that you're prepared when the unavoidable or the unthinkable ultimately happens.
1: Absolutely true. And that's where Dual Financial Strategies can help you with all of this with their Retirement Lifestyle Review. They cover it all for you, whether it's at the Green Bay office or the Appleton office, give them a call. Uh, To make that no cost, no obligation, sit down with them at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Sam, Andy, and Luke are at your service with that Retirement Lifestyle Review. They have over 23 years of experience in the realm of retirement planning for you here in the Fox Valley. We've got to take a break, Sam. What's coming up next?
0: Chuck coming up we're going to cover the current economic landscape and we're going to offer five tips to help you cross the finish line with your financial resolution
1: We are back here on Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton sitting in along with Sam Dool and Luke Van Abel of Dool Financial Strategies. Andy is on assignment this week. And remember, they are of the Retirement Lifestyle Review. No cost, no obligation to sit down and talk retirement planning. All right, they've got an office in Green Bay. They've got one in Appleton, and they're at your service with a no-cost, no-obligation sit-down when you give them a call at 866-203-7486. Here's an alarming statistic. U.S. credit card debt surged to more than $1 trillion, with a T for the first time last year in 2023. Nearly 9 million student loan borrowers defaulted on payments despite the fact that the administration wanted to help him out. <laughs> Unjustifiably so, I will say. So, uh, what uh, is this telling you about the future of the economy? Well, let's ask uh, Luke and uh, Sam about this because uh, Sam said he's got five tips to help you along the way. Uh, with the help of Luke Van Abel, he's going to talk about being specific. What do we mean by being specific when it comes uh, uh, to uh, debt and trying to minimize that as you head to retirement?
0: Well, in that particular scenario if we're talking about you know debt you have to be specific and say I'm going to pay off this debt here over this course of time if you're talking about saving be specific be precise you can't just say oh I'm going to save more money uh, because that's like saying I'm going to lose a little weight Uh, you never have (laughs) you're never going to and all of the people around you know you're not going to but if you give yourself responsibility if you if you have some self-responsibility in this and you say i'm going to save 100 dollars per paycheck commit yourself to it act like you don't have the hundred dollars anymore if you're going to put that money away determine an exact value or determine an exact percentage i'm going to put away 10 percent period fill out the papers contact the 401k administrator whatever you've got to do But set that into motion and then turn your back on it and forget that the money is going somewhere. That's how you say you do it. But be precise. You need a numerical goal and a numerical personal responsibility in front of you or you'll walk away from it at some point.
1: All right, that's tip number one. How about tip number two, Luke, uh, by being practical?
2: Yeah, you've got to be honest with yourself. I mean, you've got to... This starts with having and establishing attainable goals, attainable being the key part of this. Um, You know, when I talk to young people, when I hear from young people, when I read about young people, it's like, well, I want to retire early and I'm going to have a bajillion dollars, right, essentially? And so, yeah, don't we all want to be there? So let's be practical. Let's be realistic about this. A good place to start, if you're younger, would be hey, let's say you can afford the $100 Sam was talking about. Go on Google, type in Compound Interest interest Calculator and put in what's realistic for today and then project that out over the next however many years until you're 60 or 65 years old. Or let's say you do want to retire at 55 or 50 and that will give you a pretty good idea. It will give you a starting place of what might be realistic for your goals in the future. If you're a little bit older, you know, you've got to be realistic too. If, if you've maybe been, you know, helping the family, serving the family, maybe there's some emergencies that come up. Maybe you haven't been able to contribute as much. Maybe you feel like you're behind a little bit. You've got to be practical as well. Um, and then, you know, just coming up with realistic goals, you know, maybe there's the long-term goal, but then we got to break it up into medium-term goals. And then what are we going to do this week? What are we going to do next week? What, how much can we actually put in and then you know, re-explore later on when you get that pay raise, maybe bumping up that contribution. So just be practical, be realistic with yourself.
1: All right, so tip one is be specific. As Luke said, tip two is to be practical. And Sam, tip three is to be persistent. Yeah, you got to keep going. You know, things
0: are going to happen. Life is going to throw stuff your way. It always does. It's always going to. But if you get a curveball, just realize you got the curveball, pick yourself up get moving along again you know if you slip up that's one of the reasons why we say so adamantly when you're saving this money you've got to act like you don't have it you can't just be dipping into the pot every once in a while but if something does happen make sure that you're putting it in the context of reality it's like oh my car you know I got to get another car well that's not a reason to quit saving for retirement I'm sorry it's just not you get a catastrophic major medical event, that's a different story. That's another, that's another thing entirely. But be persistent. Don't allow your own mind to play tricks on you. And just keep moving forward one step at a time.
1: Okay, that's three of the five tips we've said to be specific, to be practical, to be persistent. And uh, Luke, what about uh, being sure to celebrate when you do make progress? Don't minimize uh, uh, your uh, accomplishments, I suppose.
2: Yeah, you know, when we when we've got some little victories along the way, that makes a big difference. We can stay committed. Don't be afraid to celebrate those. But I'm going to refer back to to one and two here. Uh, be realistic and practical about about your how you're celebrating. If you've if you put one hundred dollars in every month, you know, for 12 months and you got the twelve hundred bucks in there, don't celebrate by going on a six thousand dollar vacation. Um, that, that wouldn't be too practical. Um but yeah so do celebrate along the way be practical about it reward yourself um, in in a manner that you know you feel comfortable with and it's okay to acknowledge your progress. it's okay to you know maybe tell somebody else tell a friend what you're doing so that you know you've got some other people that are like-minded that can celebrate with you and blow wind into your sails instead of make you feel like you're missing out because you're you know saving too much and now you can't do the other things that you thought you wanted to
1: and you can uh, compartmentalize that saving right Luke because you can say to yourself oh you know I'm about halfway there on my emergency fund or I have a goal for my regular savings for retirement that type of thing as well right
2: yeah, absolutely, because you might have multiple multiple different goals, multiple different buckets that you're trying to fill, multiple things you're trying to accomplish all at the same time. Absolutely, Chuck.
1: All right, so we've got four of the five tips along the way when it comes to uh, telling you uh, if you're ready for retirement and the future of the economy. And uh, we started out by talking, Sam, about uh, credit card debt. I, I would say that you must knock that down, but of the uh, four tips that we've... Uh, already uncovered you've had to be specific you have to be practical you have to be persistent in what you do uh, in terms of your retirement planning and then of course as luke said to be sure to celebrate when you are making progress and don't minimize it be proud of yourself but that doesn't mean taking that six thousand dollar vacation that luke just talked about too when you've only saved about 1200 bucks so finally tip number five sam is to be sure to make a record of your resolution Let's not look back and say, no, I didn't say that <laughs> You know, yes. in March when you did say it on January 1st.
0: It just goes to the accountability factor. Write it down. That's how you make yourself accountable. Write it down. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it on your coffee maker. Put it wherever you have to put it to maintain your own personal accountability for that. People have a much higher tendency to follow through on things, to follow through on goals or to follow through on resolutions, whatever it is, much higher tendency to do it if you actually put it to paper. Now, you know, you can have a full-blown written financial plan. It's, it doesn't take that, folks. I mean, that's a convenient excuse for you if you're not doing anything yet, but oh, I don't have a financial plan. <clears throat> do you have a piece of paper? Do you have a, a working pen? Because if you do, you can write your own financial plan. You can just say, I'm going to save this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to pay off that credit card bill, whatever it is. But make yourself a list, give yourself some accountability, prioritize it, check them off as you go, celebrate the victories as you go. But at the end of the day, we can talk about doing all of these things, but it's your personal responsibility. No one is responsible for your retirement other than you. That's it, it's not your employer they're not responsible for matching your 401k if they want to do it because they're you know they they like helping you and they want to do those things but there's no requirement to help you you're owed nothing as far as retirement is concerned you're not even owed retirement retirement is a voluntary thing it is something that is actually quite modern it only came into vogue a number of years ago a few decades ago actually that people would retire that was never something that people did so take some personal responsibility be your own advocate, and do the things you need to do to get you where you want to be.
1: Absolutely, Sam, and so uh, very succinctly, how can you help people do that?
0: You know, one of the big things, as Luke alluded to earlier, is education, Chuck. That's what this show is for. Uh, That's what all of the public events we do, as Luke mentioned, he does the two-night, very, very broad-based and very comprehensive courses for people for educational purposes. I do one that is uh, specifically related to taxes and taxation. Uh, I do those about once a month. Um, Lake does one that has a focus on Medicare and Medicare supplements and then just kind of some general overview retirement stuff. But there's absolutely zero excuse for not knowing. I mean, we're on two different radio stations. The show airs three or four times a week. We're on two different television stations that air two to four times a week. Uh, One of us is out in public continually doing these things. Luke does webinars every month. The education is there. We want to help educate you. And when you are ready and you feel like it's time to take that next step, we want you to call us. That's the next thing we can do is an in-person one-on-one meeting where we sit down and we talk about you personally. What we've been talking about up to this point is kind of generalized goals, generalized resolutions, generalized things you're going to do. Now it's time. If you're at that point where you're getting close to retirement, now we need to get specific. Now we need to start dotting the i's and crossing the t's and getting you ready to hand in that uh, you know hand in that that badge for the last time and get ready for the retirement that you've worked for.
1: Absolutely, and the uh, easy way to do that is to call 866-203-7486. Sam, Andy, and Luke will help you through this as well uh, with that educational process that we've been talking about on today's show. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. It's no cost. It's no obligation. It's called the Retirement Lifestyle Review because as we've emphasized throughout the show, Uh, It is your retirement, not your brother in laws, not your next door neighbors. It's all about you and what your needs are going to be when you hand that badge in. 866 203 7486. Well, it's question and answer time coming up now, right?
0: It is, yeah. I know we've got some uh, great questions from listeners, as always, and we're going to try to provide some uh, great answers for them.
1: Welcome back to Your Retirement. It's our final segment. It's our question and answer segment here for Dual Financial Strategies. I'm Chuck Caton. And uh, for low these many years, 23 of them in all, Dual Financial Strategies have been helping people in the Fox Valley uh, with their retirement needs and uh, the consultation from a fiduciary firm, which means that you come first before any other interests. Whether it's the Green Bay office, the Appleton office, it's 866 203 7486. All right, Sam, we're all set to go here. I know uh, we don't have Andy here, but we've got uh, you and Luke ready to tackle some questions, right? Yeah, it looks like we got four of them today, so we can split those up. All right, let's go to Darboy and Marge is there. And Marge uh, says, uh, when people give the general goal for retirement, the 75 to 85% of your working income, no, I don't know about this premise. Maybe you'll have to talk about this one, Sam. Is that net or gross? And most specifically, does this still hold true?
0: Um, well, the first thing, Marge, is that everything you're doing when you're thinking about uh, retirement, you need to be thinking about net, all right? Cuz you don't spend gross. You've never you've never in your lifetime ever spent your gross paycheck because stuff comes out of it. Maybe you make whatever, you make $100,000, but You're paying federal taxes, you're paying state taxes, you're contributing to your retirement plan, you're paying your share of Social Security, you're paying your share of federal unemployment, so on and so forth. So always think in terms of net, because that's what you're actually going to be spending at the grocery store is the net amount. And the 75 to 85 percent, the question is, does that still hold true? I mean, Marge being totally uh, you know, totally up front, uh, I don't think it's ever held true. I don't even know where that nonsense came from. I, I, I don't even know who dreamed that up because it's been in the financial advisor vernacular forever. Uh, and I've never ever, I mean, I'm still waiting to meet the first person after 23 years and thousands of you that I've spoken to. I'm still trying to meet the first one that says, you know, I was kind of thinking when they go into retirement, I'm going to go ahead and take me. What do you think? Should I take a 25% pay cut 20%? <laughs> how much, how much of a pay cut do you think I should take to live on? People don't do that. You need to sit down first of all, and you have to reverse engineer this because you need to look down and instead of saying, I'm going to live on X amount of, uh, of percentage of what I made when I was working, <clears throat> the more logical way to do it is to say, how much money do I spend? Do that. Track your expenses because your expenses are going to drive your income, not the other way around. We've got to figure out what your expenses is before we know what your income needs to be. If your expenses now are 75% of what you what you net, perfect. You're ready to go. Track the expenses. Let's see where those come out in line. But yeah, this whole generic idea that, oh, it's always going to be 75 to 85%. It's hogwash. Forget it that's for financial advisors that aren't really financial advisors and let's get down to the specifics of what you really need it to be
1: all right very comprehensive and an excellent answer there and now we've got angelo in sherwood for luke and he wants to know simply what are the benefits of a roth 401k over a roth ira thank you very much and we wish you a happy new year
2: (laughs) hi angelo great question i've been getting this one a lot in the office um And I just got a text message from somebody the other day personally that knows me that asked me the same thing. So um, Roth accounts in general are funded with after-tax money. um, And then the distributions are later tax-free. So when you pull them out in retirement, uh, because you've paid the taxes up front. So just wanted to give that little background for everybody else that's listening. Now, on to the Roth 401k. 401k means company plan. Roth means, just like the definition, a Roth 401k and a Roth IRA from a tax perspective are very, very similar. We're using after-tax money, getting tax-free distributions later on. Now, where the differences come in and, and where maybe a 401k uh, might have a, a, a benefit would be a couple things. So the first one is you've got higher contribution limits. So for 2024, if you're under 50, you can put $23,000 in. Once you go over the age of 50, you can put in $30,500. They give you a catch-up of $7,500. Now, usually, your costs inside of a a 401k are going to be reasonable, reasonable to low. Um, And you also don't have any income limit thresholds on that Roth contribution. However, um, you do have limited investment choices within the 401k plan. Um, oftentimes, the families that we've sat with over the last 23 years, you typically don't get a lot of retirement help. Um, maybe, maybe if you're lucky, some investment help if you call in and talk to the right person. Um, but certainly not any retirement planning help, no tax planning, et cetera, things like that. Um, so the nearer you are to retirement, the more you might be thinking, well, gosh, do I have the right people in place to help me with this next season? Uh, the Roth IRA. This is a personal retirement account. IRA just means it's your own account. You're establishing this on your own. In addition to your 401k, if you're fortunate enough to have one of those, you can contribute to a Roth if you meet the income thresholds, meaning you make less than the thresholds. You can put $7,000 into a Roth IRA in 2024 if you're under 50 and you get an additional 1,000 if you're over 50. And one of the biggest benefits to the Roth IRA is that you have got tens of thousands of investment choices. So the entire investment universe opens up to you. You're not limited like the 401k. And so this means that more planning and investment options, of course, are here to, to make sure that you're matching up with your unique financial goals for the future.
1: All right, let's go to Fred in Green Bay now. He's 57 and he recently completed a backdoor IRA. But after the fact, he realized that he accidentally converted 26 cents, Sam, over the $7500 limit and he wants to know what he can do about that.
0: Um, probably take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: guess I would. Are they going to really start. go it's after for 26 cents? I mean, well, know. the
0: first thing you're going to have to do, Fred, is you're going to have to be audited for that, uh, and they're not really looking for a 26-cent discrepancy that's kind of a rounding error uh... technically <clears throat> yes you you over contributed so technically what you need to do uh... is you need to recharacterize that twenty six cents um, which means that you that gets drawn back basically you pull the twenty twenty six cents of what you converted needs to be drawn back uh, if you want to get really technical about it, you also need to calculate how much you may have made on that 26 cents during the time <laughs> that you did the conversion and you drew it back and you need to do that too. So um, what would I do if I were you, Fred? I probably wouldn't. I'd say I over-contributed 26 cents. I would document it. I would keep it in my tax file for that year. Uh, and if it comes up, then you should fix it. But if you're really... um I mean, if you're really focused on it, then recharacterize it, pull the $0.26 cents out, figure out how much money you would have made on the $0.26, cents, add that to it, uh, and probably amend your tax return because you're going to have to do that as well. So you're going to have to make the decision, um, you know, do you do you want to go ahead and spend $200 to amend a tax return for a $0.26 cent mistake <laughs> that may or may not ever be
1: noticed? So it's not like Harry Chapin with the song uh, Taxi. Harry keep the change. No, yeah. I guess yeah. not. All right. All right. Finally, Luke, very quickly, Samantha from the wants to know with a 401k from a previous employer, I'm considering rolling it over to an IRA so I don't have to have two different big name companies involved in my finances. Uh, but the problem is I'm down about 12% in the 401k. So should I wait to recoup some of those losses or just roll over the 401k now?
2: Hi, Samantha. Well, generally, we don't want to sell low. I think that's probably where the the question is coming from. However, if you're looking at repositioning a 401k into another retirement account, into an IRA, whatever it might be, then you're not completely selling and taking that money and putting it in your mattress, so to speak, right? You're not removing it from opportunity going forward. You're essentially just saying, I want to move it from where it is now and hopefully move it into a a place where it would be positioned better than it was yeah. currently you're just so putting it in a different spot you're putting it in a different spot just because you're selling low most likely within a very short period of time you're going to be reinvested again so it's not like this money sitting on the sidelines <laughs> idle uh for a long period of time you're so, going into the exact same market you were just in that'd be, exactly. it'd be no different than
0: i use the analogy a lot of times because we get this question all the time it's we very do. interesting to us that we get this all the time But it's literally like saying, okay, I have some money in my right pocket. I think I'm going to move it over to my left pocket. But should I wait to move it over to my left pocket until something magical happens in my right pocket? Well, you're not – it doesn't matter if it's in your right pocket or in your left pocket. It's still the same – it's the exact same money. It's just in a different pocket.
1: All right, so that's uh, the story on our questions. And, Sam, very quickly, again, I know that – Dual financial strategies can help people in various and sundry ways as they prepare for retirement. Chuck, that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to help people.
0: Now, I mean, clearly we're looking for, you know, we're looking for new relationships and new clients as well. so here's what we would say if you're coming into this and you're serious about it. That's that's one of the big things. Uh, we do get people come in that are do-it-yourselfers or we get somebody that's just wanting a second opinion, so on and so forth. Um, we keep slots open for people that listen to the radio, people that come to our live events, people that listen to us on television. But what we do ask is that you're actively and seriously seeking some guidance. Uh, you know, if, if you're just looking to bring in your spreadsheet and show us what you're doing... Um, I I don't know that we're going to be able to help you with that. Um, if you're not really serious about retirement, if you're not at a point where you can get serious about it, I don't know that we can help you with that. Um, we're really looking for folks that are serious about retirement, that want to work with the best people that they possibly can, and they really are looking for an active and willing partner in this that will get to know them, that will have their back, but those are the folks that, that we have the most success with. Those are the most the people that have the greatest relationships with us. So if you're if you fit that definition, you're really seriously looking and you really maybe you feel like your advisor is not a fit for you anymore, give us a call, come in and see us, visit us, we'll have a private meeting and we'll tell you whether we can help you or not. And at the same time, we'll get to know you, you'll get to know us, and we'll figure out if we're a mutual fit for each other.
1: 866-203-7486 is the way you can reach Sam, Andy, or Luca Dual Financial Strategies. With their over 23 years of experience in this realm, you'll get that retirement lifestyle review, complimentary uh, at either the Green Bay office or the Appleton office. So once again, it's 866-203-7486. Well, gentlemen, it's been a wonderful show. We missed Andy, but uh, I'm sure she'll be back soon. Uh, And your final thoughts, Sam?
0: Well, tune in next week and you'll have Andy's voice on here as well. Thanks, everybody.
2: Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor dual financial strategies does not provide legal or tax advice investment advisor representatives of the dual financial strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered insurance and annuity products are sold through dual financial strategies